0: That whether you are showing up to the best of your ability, whether you're struggling through, whether you just aren't showing up as you wish you could or you would, I want you to remember that God loves you. He values you rough edges and all. And your actions, your showing up or not showing up, doesn't change that. Yesterday we wrapped up the book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul's first letter to the believers in Thessalonica, we saw this huge theme of encouragement and also a focus on the second coming, knowing that Jesus would come again. And a lot of it was really praising this church, praising them for how faithful they were, encouraging them to love more and more, to act more and more. And also these awesome reminders write about the second coming, about Jesus and God as promise keeper. (laughs) God is so good. He keeps his promises. He is returning and to encourage them in all of these things. Now, the second letter is really interesting because, yes, he is still encouraging them. He is still praising them, but he is writing specifically about some different issues that came up one issue in particular was actually around that idea of Jesus coming again that he had first written about in 1 Thessalonians. So we're going to see a lot of, you know, tie-ins between the letters. But remember that this second letter is more focused to be almost refuting an actual issue that came up. It's not just encouragement and reminder, it's actually saying, all right, I see this false teaching and now I'm going to write this letter to tell you how that's not true and to point you back to the truth of the gospel and the truth of scripture. So it's really fun to see just this different take on it, but they were written likely really close together again while Paul was still in Corinth on his second missionary journey. So it's really fun to see, you know, Paul, how much he loves this church, how much he loves this group of believers, that he would encourage them. And now he's writing back to make sure they are on the right track. So without further ado, let's dive in. The beginning of this book is very similar to that of 1 Thessalonians. And I think that's really fun. So we're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1, and I'm reading from the ESV. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. Again, this is Paul, likely Silas, and Timothy, his companions. To the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Starting off with the foundation of who they serve and the truth they believe. They believe in the one living God the Father, and they believe that Jesus was the Messiah, that He is God and that He is alive. And He is saying grace to you and peace. Two beautiful things that God embodies. And like we talked about, it's not a temporary peace but a lasting peace, an eternal peace. And it is grace that is greater than any shortcoming. And that is how he chooses to start this letter. So similar to how he started the last book, again pointing to God and to Jesus and that grace and peace. And he goes on saying, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right. Because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. Like we talked about a lot in the last book, their culture was not accepting of Christians. Their culture was actually so violently against Christians that they chased them, Paul and his companions, to several cities, right? And so here he's saying that they're boasting about this church, this group of believers who is so steadfast, who is so full of faith, even in the midst of all of these horrible circumstances, so much so that it brings them enough joy to share it with others. Isn't that awesome? That these believers, when they showed up, they were a testimony. They pointed to Jesus. They were ambassadors of him. And it's the same thing for us. That in hard circumstances, because they're going to come, my friends, in hard seasons, when we are pushed down, when we are struggling, when there are challenges, if we are steadfast and we are full of faith, that as well is going to point people to Jesus. That is unique. That is different from the culture. That is different from how other people handle this because they don't have the hope we have, right? And that is a testimony of a way to point to Jesus to be his ambassadors. But what I really, really love is that he's saying, we give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. And the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. The whole last book was praising them for their faith, their hope, and their love. And yet, he's not saying we're so thankful that you have that faith, hope, and love. No, no, no. Not just that. They're thankful that even though it is so great, it is still increasing. Their faith, even though it is a big faith to withstand all of these external circumstances, all of the persecution, the hardship of the culture in their city, their faith is still growing And their love for one another is also increasing. Even though he said in the last book that they had a wonderful love for one another, that they were doing this, but he was asking them to do it more and more. And now he's praising them because they're doing just that. Their faith, their love is growing. It is deepening. It is increasing. And as we look at our lives, if we are ever at a point of feeling content In our faith if we are ever at a point in feeling content with how much we love and others are serving others that's not a great place to be that's an attitude of complacency and stagnation yes stagnation can happen even at these high levels you can think of the healthiest pond ever (laughs) it can be big it can be beautiful but if it goes stagnant that's when it gets unhealthy And that stagnation is dangerous whether it's a little pond that was unhealthy in the first place or if it's a big pond that was healthy as well. And so as soon as we start thinking we're good enough, we're done enough, (laughs) and of course, right, we are salvationally because we're covered in Christ. But here on earth, there's always room to grow. There's always room to increase. So even if you're feeling good, Even if you're feeling awesome about where you are in your faith or how you're serving others and loving them and living your calling, that's wonderful. But there's always room to keep on growing, to keep on increasing, to keep that stagnation, that stuckness, which can be so damaging at bay. So my friends, keep on growing, keep on increasing and get excited for this book. We're going to be diving into some deep topics and I will see you tomorrow morning.